Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. God has blessed us, and I am always excited and happy when we can come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? Amen. And so we are continuing in our sermon series that we have of Tider, um, Purpose and Power. Dave said it last week as he was um, introducing this sermon that um, we should seek God for more than just salvation. We'll see that in the book of Acts. We should also seek him for our purpose and look to him for power. So today we are going to talk about three um, conversions. Um, once Paul made it to the city of Philippi. Amen? Amen. So those of you who can, who are willing and able, if you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. Our scripture reading today is Acts chapter 16. We're going to be reading verses 16 through 34. As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, these men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, becoming greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us, as Romans to accept our practice. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them in prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in stalks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great, great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer cried 
And the jailer cried for lights and rushed in, called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds, and he was, and he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them and rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. You may be seated. At your seating, join me with the word of prayer. God, I simply pray today that our hearts will be open to your truth and that our, your word will reign supreme in our life. So as we start this passage, actually, what I just read only covered two of the conversions. If we will go back up to chapter, uh, actually, verse 13, I want to read, I want to, actually, I want to read the first couple verses here, starting at verse 11. So setting sail from Thoris, we made a direct voyage to Samarothrace, and the following day to Neopolis, from, the, from there to Philippian, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in the city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we were supposed, where we supposed that there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord had opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. And after, after she was baptized, her and her household as well, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed us, upon us. So we see here that Paul, there are three different conversions in this passage of Scripture. The first talks about Paul on the Sabbath day. On the Sabbath day, he went and he spoke to the women who had came into the city. One of the women who had came into the city was a lady named Lydia. Lydia is a seller of purple. Purple was something that was valuable. It was a valuable product. The dyes used to make purple were expensive and highly regarded. Purple garments were worn by uh, people of royalty and people who had money. And the selling of purple fabric was a profitable business. So Lydia is a lady who was, she sold purple so that means that Lydia was a lady who was connected to people who had resources, if you know what I'm talking about, people who had money. So she, she in fact, had to have some kind of connection to be able to, to get this fabric, um, to, to have this dye. She had to have some kind of resources herself. So Lydia was a lady who was connected. Lydia was a lady of resources. 
So the Bible tells us that God opened Lydia's heart so she could hear the words that Paul was speaking. It says the Lord moved on her heart. Lydia didn't just decide that she woke up one day and says, you know what, today I'm going to let the Lord in my heart. Bible says that he moved on her heart. And it's just like Jesus said in John 14, no man can come to the Father unless the Father draws him. So what was happening was the Lord was drawing Lydia to him. And as she heard the gospel, she believed. And the Bible says her and her household were baptized. Then listen to this. Lydia hears the word. She's baptized. And Lydia then comes, goes from a seller to a server. Y'all see that in the scripture? She goes from a seller to a server. She opens her house. She says, if you have judged us good, if, if we have shown ourselves to be true, come to my house. See, when God, the gospel changes our life. That's what I'm talking about. The gospel will change your life. She went from a seller to a server. She invited them in. She says, if, 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 if I have, if you have judged us, if you have judged uh, us, me, me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. Listen, she did. You know how sometimes we ask people, would you like to come over? And we really don't mean it. Anybody know that, that you say, if you need anything, call me. But you're really hoping that they don't call. Hello. This, this one, Lydia, the Bible says, listen, and she she and she prevailed upon us. That means she wasn't about to let them go. I've come in contact with the one who's changed my life. You have provided the message that has given me hope. Come on to my house. Hello? How many of us, since the Lord has changed us, has opened our homes to people to say, come on in here. I can't let you go. Hello? So Lydia, she went from a seller to a server. That's what God does. He changes us. So we see God changes First thing I want us to see is that the gospel causes transformation. She changed. Listen, now I'm not saying that she stopped selling. Hello? But what I'm saying was she was now a server. Amen? So the gospel, first thing I want us to see is that the gospel causes transformation. Next um, conversion we see is that of a slave girl. The slave girl. When we see this, the gospel causes transformation and the gospel confronts oppression. Amen. We see this girl. She was not only was she oppressed, but she was possessed by demons. This slave girl, she 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 had uh, uh, was making her masters much money by fortune telling. So in the Roman uh, in, in Roman times, the fortune teller was believed to be able to predict the future, and they were a valuable commodity. If you had a fortune teller, she was able to tell you your future, what was going on. In our time, in our time in Jacksonville, there was this place on Beach Boulevard, and it was a house of Madame Ruby. Anybody know about that? Yes, Madame Ruby. When you want to know stuff, you go see Madame Ruby, and she would tell you what was going on. So much so, in, 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 in Roman time, not, they were so valuable that commanders of armies, they would not set out on a military campaign 
without an emperor first going to talk to somebody to tell him how things, what their outcome might be. Isn't that something, y'all? Wouldn't it be good for us to never do anything unless we knew what the outcome was about to be? Do you know how many of us will be stuck in a rut? Hello? Because if I go to one person asking them, asking them to tell me how it's going to be, and they tell me, and it doesn't come out that way, I don't know if I'll trust anybody else. Are y'all with me? I, I don't know if, if I could value their opinion if, if I go to them and I ask them what's going to happen to me. But this young girl was making her masters much money. Hello? There was much gain there because I don't know if everything she said came true, but she was getting a lot of money. Amen? She was demon-possessed. Her masters uh, were, were oppressing her because they cared nothing for her. As a matter of fact, they was almost pipping her. Hello? For what they could get from her. They didn't care about her. They only cared about what she could do for them. They didn't care that this, this girl was out there. They, they just wanted to use her for their benefit. So now this girl is walking behind Paul. Uh, uh, Luke says behind Paul and, and his team. And as she's behind them, she's crying out. Uh, These men are servants of the most high God who proclaim to you for for the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. Scripture then says that Paul became greatly annoyed. Listen to this, y'all. He became greatly annoyed at the girl who seemed to have been speaking truth. Hello? It appears that what she was saying was true. As a matter of fact, they were the men of the most high God. She was even connecting them with the God of the Old Testament, the God that Israel, the title that Israel called him, the most high God. So she was connecting Paul with God, with the creator. And so Paul becomes annoyed. And scripture says that after he became greatly annoyed, he commanded the spirit in the name of Jesus to come out of her. Why? Why? What what is the annoyance here? Why is Paul so upset about this? Because, listen, she was demon-possessed. The spirit that he was calling out was the spirit that had her oppressed. He's calling out the spirit that had her possessed. He said, listen, you come out in the name of Jesus. Listen, he calls out evil spirit out. You want to know why? Because Paul didn't need any advertisement or any recommendations from Satan. Hello? Hello, listen, listen. He, he didn't need Satan's approval. He didn't need Satan to be singing his praise because God had already called him. God had already assigned him. I need us to know today that we don't need Satan's approval. Hello? We don't need him patting us on our back. As a matter of fact, you ought to be careful who pats you on your back. If you know like I know, Everybody that's patting you on your back ain't your friend. That's right, that's right. Everybody that's telling folk good stuff about you don't mean you any good. Yeah. 
Hello? Everybody that's singing your praise don't love you. Hello? Oh, mercy. Everybody. So say, say, Paul was like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need Satan's recommendation. I don't, I don't need no advertisement from Satan. Hello? Satan knew. Listen, listen. The, the, the demons know God. They know him. They, they tremble in fear. Hello? So this girl who, who is possessed, Paul calls, Paul calls it out. Paul said, I, I, don't, I don't want this. My mama used to say, birds of a feather flock together. You got to be careful of the company you keep. Paul said, no, I, I, don't, I don't need this following us. I don't, I don't need this spirit behind us. I don't need this spirit singing our praise. I don't need this. Is there some stuff in your life you don't need? Is there some people you don't need following you? Am I by myself this morning? There, there, there's some stuff I, I, I don't need that. So Paul is saying, I, I don't need that. See, what we see, we've seen God calls transformation. Now we see God confronting the, 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 the spirit that had people oppressed, had this girl oppressed. Listen to me. Paul says, I command you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that in that very hour, and it came out that very hour. Listen, when we are working under the authority of the Lord, Listen, all we got to do is say what he says, say. Yeah. Are y'all following me? Yeah. I know what I said. Say what he says, yeah. say. Yeah. What he says for you to say. Right. Listen, the Bible says that when he called that spirit out under the authority of Jesus Christ, because he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. When he said that, the Bible says it came out that very hour. Y'all want to know how quick it came out? Not in 60 minutes. Listen, the words weren't even off his lips. I I, I believe that that God don't need time when you're doing what he says do. God is time. When when, when Paul spoke, I believe Paul's mouth was still forming the words. And the spirit was coming out. You want to know why? Because our God, the gospel will confront you. And when the gospel confronts you, you have to yield to the power of the gospel. Hello? Paul spoke to that spirit. And that spirit came out that very hour. Listen to this. So, So Lydia has been transformed. This girl has been set free. She's been liberated from the spirit of oppression. She's no longer possessed. Possessed, nothing has a hold of her anymore. But boy, everybody ain't happy. Hello? Folk ain't happy sometimes when we get our deliverance. Hello? You was the one that we could talk about. You was the one that we can laugh about. But now you've been delivered. People ain't happy. Look here, it's the same thing in Bible time. The same thing in Bible times. Her masters wasn't happy. Listen here. Paul, Paul done got that girl free. Paul done. The spirit has done delivered her. And now her oppressors was like, wait a minute. That's how, that's how we're making money. 
Listen, she, she, she was our hope. We, listen, she made us good money. She brought in here good money. So let me, we got to do something with these fellas. So they get Paul and, Paul and Silas and they, and they grab them and they arrest them. They take them to the marketplace. They take them to the marketplace, y'all. That's uh, Agora is a marketplace. That's, that's the Greek word, y'all. I know a little bit of <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, so that's the marketplace. The marketplace was not just a place where they went and they bought food, but it was, it was a place. It was also the, like the hospital was there. The chief, the magistrates were there. So when he took them to the marketplace, they took them to, to, to the magistrates. They, they, they placed them under citizen's arrest. They took them in there, and they told the, the magistrate that these guys are out here preaching and saying things, having us, want us to believe things that are not acceptable for us to believe these old Jewish men that came in here trying to change the way we do things. It's the Scripture, not Willie's word, but that's what the Scripture said. These men are Jews. We don't believe like they believe. They come in here trying to tell tell us and want us to believe things that are not right. Not only did they tell the magistrates, the magistrates was like, wait a minute. Magistrates got on these people, on, on these master's side and says, because if the masters don't get money, we don't get money. Are y'all following me? Follow the money, follow the money. So everybody upset. So when the magistrates order these men to be in prison, he says, beat them. They beat Paul and Silas, put them in prison. Y'all following me? These men were doing what God told them to do. As a matter of fact, somebody sermon, they called for Paul to come over there. Are y'all listening to me? They asked Paul to come over there. Paul goes over there, shares the gospel, goes into this city, meet this lady, shares the gospel. They leave and they meet this young girl who's possessed with a spirit. They, They free this girl. Then they get to a place And and, and now they've been beaten and been put in prison for doing what God has assigned for them to do. Ain't that something, y'all? So now these men have been beaten and put in prison. They didn't just go put them in jail. They took them in in what we would call solitaire. They put them in the inner prison. Hello? They wasn't just in a cell. You know how we be seeing on TV, they be rolling the can across the cell. That, that, That wasn't it. They, they were in the inner, inner prison, and they, were, they put stocks on their feet, and they held them in place. Now, these men were already battered, bruised, beaten. Listen, they had beat these men down, and then they had the audacity to put them in prison, in the inner prison, and then put stocks on their feet. Hello? So, listen, we, we don't want a chance. For them to be free. You already beat me. So what you're doing? Added insult to injury. These men, they they can't do anything. They're stuck. They can't do anything. So they lock them in there. So listen to this, y'all. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all. I I won't. But you don't whoop me. You got me. Now, listen, not a few folk that this to the city, the people, the people that was in the market. Y'all, y'all, y'all know. Everybody want to get a lick. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about? 
They jumping up. Let me get a lick. <laughs> I can imagine them people saying, let me get a lick. Let me hit him. So all these people were beating Paul and Silas. Now they're in prison and they're in this stock and, and in prison. Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas decided to have prayer meeting. Hello? I can imagine one singing in, in the Baptist church where I'm from, where I'm from. They would say, I'll sing you pray. Y'all, anybody know what I'm talking about? There would be two deacons in the front of the church. One deacon would sing, and the other will read the scripture and pray. Somebody know what I'm talking about. I don't know what Paul and Silas did. I don't know if Paul said, well, I'll pray and you sing. I don't know if he said, well, no, no, I'm not that good of a singer. Let, let me pray and you sing. I don't know, but the Bible says that at midnight, they were praying and singing hymns to God. I don't know if somebody was saying, he knows my name. I don't know if he was saying that he will never leave me nor forsake me. I don't know if he was saying my hope is built on nothing less. I don't know than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I don't know. But all I know is that at midnight, they were singing and praising and God caused an earthquake. Let me tell you something. I don't know if they knew that God inhabited the praises of his people. But they started singing and they started praying and God caused a great earthquake. Are y'all listening to me? Yes, he is. He caused an earthquake and the earthquake came and and everybody in the prison was loosed. They were loose. The chains were off of them. I I don't know. Listen, that's some stuff that I, I ain't got the answer for. But the Bible says that when the earthquake came, all everybody's chains was unloosed. Y'all, there was a story about a boy in Atlanta in 2014. This boy, his, his, his mom put him in the car and she turned the car on and she ran back inside for a minute. And before she can get back out, somebody had carjacked her car with the little boy in the car. And, and for about three hours, the man drove that little boy around. And, and, and it's on the news. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's a true story. I ain't making it up. That boy, for three hours, said he sung a song that every praise is un, unto our God. Y'all know the song, every praise is to our God? He said, for three hours, he sung that song. He said, while he was singing, the man was cussing him out. Shut up! Stop singing the song. The little boy wouldn't stop. He kept on singing. After a while, the man got so annoyed, he put the little boy out and said, don't tell nobody. Are, are you listening to me? What I'm trying to tell you is that sometime in your dark is out, you ought to open up your mouth and give God some praise. It's in your darkest moment when things don't look good, when it don't look like you're going to be free, when it look like you're going to be bound forever. You ought to open your mouth and tell him thank you. For being a good God. Thank you for making a way out of no way. You ought to begin to worship him. Hello? Listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking hocus pocus, but I believe that when you begin to talk to God, God listens. 
the scripture says that before you can call, he's already answered. God is better than 911. Hello? We live in a time where we call 911. It may rain a few times. And then you call 911. They say, thank you for calling 911. Would you please hold? Yeah, yeah. Yes. We need Jesus on the main line. Because when you call, he answers. Amen. Amen. So they, they, they were beating and they were putting out a, they, they in prison. An earthquake has happened. The chains are broken. And these people are free. Now this jailer who was responsible for keeping them. Y'all, he was, he was word. Y'all saw what scripture says that when he saw, when he came, look, when he woke up. <laughs> he, don't, he don't even know what happened. When he came through, the jail is open. People, listen, he, he just assumed that everybody is gone. Everybody's gone. So he pulls out his sword. He's, he's about to kill himself. Paul yells out, don't do it. We all here. That's another thing I ain't understand. Because if I'm free, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> but it was there. It was there. Listen, I want you to know that God will calm your fears. Yeah, listen, the gospel transforms us. The gospel confronts oppression. And, and the gospel will calm your fears. It's right there in the scripture. It's right there in the scripture. They, listen, it seemed like they should have been fearful. It seemed like they should have been scared. It seemed like they should have been worried. It seemed like the moment they had an opportunity to run, they should have ran. But Paul said, wait a minute, don't do it. We all here. We all here. Don't do yourself no harm. So the man called for light and runs in. He's trembling. He's afraid. He says, what must I do to be saved? Hello? Paul, Paul shares the words of the gospel with him. He believes is baptized him and his whole household. Listen, and now you're going to see him, the one who possibly could have been part of the crew that was whooping him, wash his wounds, take him to his house and feed him. Ain't that something, y'all? The gospel is something else, y'all. The gospel, there's power in the gospel. Amen. So he does this thing, cleans him up. So we've seen that the gospel will, will cause transformation. We see it will set you free. And listen, then we see it calming all our fears. Brothers and sisters, what I want you to know is that all these people, the slave girl, the, uh, the, the Lydia, the lady of substantial means, and the prison guard are now all in the same family. Hello? That's how the gospel works. It brings people from different walks of life. The gospel is a uniting force. The gospel will change us. The gospel will unite us. Hello? They all in God's family now. Man, I, I told y'all, I get excited every time I come in here and I stand here and I'm looking out at people that did not know that they were a part of the family of God. When I'm looking, I'm like, that's my sister. That's my sister. That's my brother. Are y'all listening to me? 
That's what the gospel does. It brings us together. The gospel has power to change. The gospel has power to set you free. Amen. Amen. Y'all, that is good news. Brothers and sisters, the truth, the truth is this. Either we are oppressed and possessed by Satan or we are liberated by Christ. One or the other. And everybody who's been liberated, we are in the family of God. Amen. So look, look, look across the room at your brother. Look across the room at your sister. Because we are in the family of God. I'm done. I'm done preaching. I'm finished. But I got to tell y'all, the rest of the story was those men, Paul was set free. Um, Paul, the jailer, the, the magistrate say, go, go tell them men. Go tell them men to let them go. Tell them to go. Get out of our city. Guess what Paul said? Paul said, nah, you whooped us openly, but you want to send me away privately. Go tell him to come tell us. <laughs> that's all right, Eddie, y'all. That, that, that's, that's how it is. I, I want us to see this. In the world that we live in, people will diss us publicly in front of everybody, but want to apologize to us in private. I want you to use that same voice yes. with that same energy yes. that you dissed me with. Yes. Are, are y'all following me? Bring, bring that back. Bring that back. Rewind all that. Listen, y'all. This, 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 what I'm trying to tell you, man, the gospel is something else. It will change us, y'all. It will set us free. It will calm our fears. And the gospel will give us this boldness, y'all. That we can't explain. Listen to me. I ain't talking about being rude and nasty. Hello? I ain't, I, ain't talking, I ain't talking about the boldness that will cause you to cut somebody down. I'm talking about but it'll give you a boldness to speak truth in love. <laughs> Hello? So brothers and sisters, today as we leave here, remember that the gospel can change your life. Hey, listen, the gospel will change your life. There was nothing, nothing that any of these people did. No, 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 nobody, nobody did anything. Nobody woke up and said, I think I'll do this or I'll do that. Everybody was moving in response to what God had done. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for your Love, your kindness, God. We thank you for how you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves, God. We thank you, God, that the gospel has power. The gospel can change us. The gospel can set us free. The gospel can calm our fears. So, Father, no matter what we're faced with in life, let us rest in the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, don't let us live a life where we are tricking each other, or are tricking ourselves, believing that we're, we're free when we are oppressed. So, Father, I pray now for brothers and sisters who may be struggling, who, who may be, who are in need of your love.
I pray now, God, that you would touch their hearts, open their hearts, let them hear the truth of your word, and cause them to cling to you. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.